Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of Play the Bay is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, play the bay. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannon. Lob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Welcome back to Play the Bay, presented by Believe Podcast and Three Daughters Brewing. I love that pre-recorded. <laughs> I'm glad that you did. I was getting ready to say I like that better. I, I had some free time today. I was like, you know what? I should just knock it out and do it that way. I don't have to stare at the camera and, and do it. And then that way we just have something pre-recorded and we're ready to go. Now, did you do that for eBay? Because I think that's where we were struggling on authenticity. <laughs> so, no, I didn't do it because, you know, we have to, we have to, you know, read them in the middle of the show. So I didn't do oh, like, yeah. Hey, let's go to break. That That's, that's corny to me. So that's no, fair. It is. That. Yeah. You are the king of transitions, I, but thank you. Yeah, if you're not aware, stay tuned for Evan's eBay read and just try to it's a drinking game. If he messes up authenticity, chug your beer. A shot for every time I miss I mispronounce authenticity. There you go. Close. I like it. That awesome. hey, that came. That made it happen. So I know, I know. Maybe different. Good. That's good. I love that. How are you guys? How how was your week? I feel like now that we're doing once a week, um, I feel like I don't talk to you guys as much, or I feel like it's a whole month between shows, even though it's not. So update me. How was your week? Uh, I think it's going. I mean, it's been going good. Baseball and Evan, I laugh mm-hmm. because I'm wearing a baseball shirt about Randy or Rosemary. Now he's wearing a, a Tom Brady shirt. Listen, if you don't like my Tom Brady, Tom Brady no, shirt, I just I was saying before the show started, Evan was such a big proponent of baseball starting early, and now he's wearing football gear, and I'm wearing baseball. I know gear. this is so, a wild turn of events. That's what the Chiefs a, saw. That's massive change yeah. in our uh in our uh preferred well, uh sports i'll tell you this and the only reason why i'm wearing this shirt is because i you know fanatics is a place where you can go on all their affiliate websites you can go on and you know they've got the 65 percent off store wide 30 percent off free shipping i'm like all right i'll get some gear i'll get some lightning gear i'll get some raise gear i'll get maybe some bucks gear oh yeah but i bought like 150 dollars worth of stuff okay that's what happens dude and, yeah i was you know it was like Christmas morning in my house when I knew it was coming on Wednesday afternoon. So I got the box, tried on everything. Nothing fit correctly except for this. I had to send back four shirts plus a hat. 
And this is the only thing that Fanatics sent me that fit. Like, I won't buy anything more from Fanatics. I'm sorry, but you send me nothing but crap. So I will now, like, this is local. This is from For for the Bay Clothing Apparel. You know, this is this is they, this nice. Line. Their T-shirt that they sent me fits great. Like, all the local guys that do the local stuff for the Tampa Bay Sports, I am buying from them. Like, Fanatics, you can kiss my ass. Like, no more. This is the last thing I buy from you. No more. Don't tempt buy me with local. you. So don't, passionate. Don't tempt me with your 70% off. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Those foolish discounts are just to lure you in I to know. look at their catalog of merchandise. <clears throat> it's like they send you like the stuff like at T like the stuff they send to TJ Maxx. Like that's what we need to get rid of. That's why it's 65% off or up to yeah. 65% off. You know what I mean? Well, of course, they're not gonna put 65% off on the things that people want. Yeah, like jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like jerseys or like, or they will put jerseys up, but it's as soon as the player gets traded and no one wants that jersey with that team and that player's name on it anymore. Exactly. But I, I mean, I think jerseys at hockey games. Yeah. <laughs> Football jerseys. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you a trick, though. I went to a Tampa Bay Lightning game a, a couple of years ago. And if you somehow forget a jacket <clears throat> and, you know, you want to, if you're closer to the ice and it's get, it gets kind of cold down there. I bought a I bought a pullover jacket there at the team store. It was like a hundred bucks. You know, I wore it throughout the whole game. After the game was done, I was like, "Yeah, I'll just go return it." So I went and returned and got a full <laughs> refund. I was like, okay, well, don't let yeah. them hear that. No, no, but I bought it from the team store the next day. He bought it back. I bought it back. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. That makes sense because then you had it shipped to you and waited yes. a week to get it, but then you could have just had it the night. Yeah. Yeah, shopping do's and don'ts with L. Bushman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had the sixty-five percent off markdown of it. We're not condoning this trickery, but I will say shop local because Jacksonville also has like a ton of local. I I don't know if they're artists, but they're definitely clothing brands that do Jaguars-centric stuff, and I feel like those are the coolest pieces of clothing, and they're very unique, and they're not the same thing everyone else is wearing. So, you know, that's a shop local plug. Big, big shout out to uh, 1771 Designs. Big shout out to Smack Apparel. Big shout out to For the Bay Clothing Line. Like those are the guys you need to go to for your clothing stuff for Tampa there you Bay go. Sports. So there you go. Breaking pages. Uh, breaking pages. Free, free plug rule. But I know. We're working on. Kaylee, I wanted to ask you since last show, mm. did you go to the Draft Network website? You didn't, did you? I have not yet because I had <gasps> I had a busy week. Um, okay. Okay. Which, yeah, updates at the end of this show. But busy <laughs> week. Um, I will go as it gets closer to the draft for sure because I am now that we're in draft conversation. Um, with free, I mean, I don't want to say free agency is dying down because it's definitely not. Big things have <laughs> happened just today and over the past weekend, so <laughs> it's definitely not dying down. But I need to sit down and learn a little bit more about these guys in the draft. So I'll be doing that this week. But I'm excited right. to get my phone calls from. From the war room. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to answer GM's calls. There you um, go. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna start with baseball because we are going to open the show talking about a really controversial tweet that went up on the play of the day. And I say controversial because it was a mere question. It was just a nice little poll for engagement, yeah. just you know, feeling people out, Innocent. feeling what they think about it. And somehow it turned really hostile. People are very personally offended by this question. People were very upset. I think, honestly, a couple people lost 
sleep over it. I mean, Senator America, whatever his name is, definitely lost sleep. So we posted another day, another poll. Is Kevin Cash on the hot seat this year? The options were yes, no, and a little bit. And 84% of people said no. (laughs) But the, the more surprising aspect of this tweet were the comments and people were just very brutal so evan all you were in the comments right like hitting people up responding I, having I, a combo i i may or may not have been that guy that posted up the uh, <laughs> the tweet or the poll per se. i mean the the baseball poll i think people probably have a good grasp on who's yeah who they're posting yeah. it is. <laughs> hold on no, let me let me pull it up on this <laughs> Let me pull it up on the screen real quick. See, there it is. There okay. we go. I mean, 109 votes. That's pretty. That's pretty good. You know, mm. but you know, the 84. percent You know, obviously, a lot of people saying no, he's not on the hot seat. And then you got the yes, 10, percent and then a little bit, 5.5. percent So not all people think you know he's not on the hot seat. So obviously, we don't know who these people are because we don't mm. know who they voted. But it, it's a nice conversational starter, and it's just an innocent poll. People lost their shit. It was amazing. And listen, I'm a race fan, you know, just like everybody that commented on that. And it's, you know, a lot of people were like, are you joking? Is this clickbait? I'm like, yes, it's clickbait. It's for you to go on and discuss and 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 vote on. Yeah. But I wanted to pose the question to you two, especially, you know, you, Kaylee and, 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 and Chip. Is he is he on the hot seat? Could he be on the hot seat because of the World Series? I wouldn't say, well, I mean, let me put it nicely debacle in the sixth inning for pulling snell snell's no longer there like could he be on the hot seat going into this year because i mean you obviously it's world series or bust with this team they went to the world series lost to the dodgers maybe because of that maybe because of other things too but going into this year could he be possibly one of those guys that if he does not perform well could he get the axe now obviously i know he got manager of the year but we've seen guys get fired for less than nothing than that you know what i mean yeah, I mean, I will continue to hold my stance, and I answered this question many a times on the show. I know, and continue. Kevin Cash is not on the hot seat. Okay. He's managed the same way, the same time, every single. You could set your watch by same, same what he's going to do, how he's going to react, what he does managerially, and I think the only thing that we talked about, and maybe this will be another poll, could be, Ooh. could not be, is. Can Kevin Cash deal with his players in a manner in which they he lets them make the decision on their innings and primarily the pitching staff? Because that was our – I feel like that was our biggest topic of conversation or one towards the end of last year is that, I mean, I knew, and I think maybe, Evan, you knew, Kaylee, maybe you knew that, I mean, Snow was coming out. I don't care what he said. I don't care what I don't care if he was doing backflips on the mound. I mean, he was coming out. And you can scream about it, you can yell, but I do think as a coach, a pitcher like Snell has earned the right to go to you in that conversation and say, "I can do this. Leave me in." Is Kevin is he capable of having that conversation and doing that? That's what I want. Yeah, and I agree. I think I don't think he's on the hot seat. I think it's a little warm. It's heating up. There he's might be like warm. a nice little heating pad under there, but it's not fully. It's not fully he's hot. Heating. Yeah, he's just he's. It's getting there. You know, it's kind of like when you first turn on your seat warmers in your car, 
and you can kind of feel it tingling your butt, but ah, it's like okay. it's not fully it. warm yet. So I just feel like obviously they've performed at a high level, but for a small market team, you really have to win the World Series. Like that's the only thing that's going to set you apart. That's going to really kind of reap the rewards that you're trying to get as a small market team, as a team that's kind of been on that brink for a little bit now. And I think I, I'm just not convinced that he's the guy that's going to take them there. And that's just because, like Chip said, I don't know that he can let go of the reins and really develop players into players that can make their own decisions or he can even allow them to really drive the narrative when it comes to those sort of situations, not even in the playoffs, but just in the regular season. And I think now we're going to see, because now going from 60 games to 162 games, we're really going to see what his management style is, how he's going to make that transition from a shortened season with an extended roster and all of these little caveats going back to a really full and packed season where he's going to have to really develop guys, really take advantage of certain aspects of, the, of his scheme. And and I just think that's going to really kind of expose a lot and not expose in a bad way. It could be a good way. But I think if they don't have significant success and at this point, that almost just means winning the World Series. I think I think his seat is hot. I think it's hard to see them letting this <clears throat> continue um, just under the moderate success that they've had. Right. Like it's great to win. I mean, it's great in all sports to win your division, win whatever. But at the end of the day, if you don't take home the championship, does it really matter? Does it really count? Are you really accomplishing the goal? Because that is the goal for every single team that steps on that field. So I think that's kind of what we're going to see. I don't know that he's on the hot seat right now, but it's it's warming up for sure. He's preheating, dude. He's got the PRE on his on his seat right now, the setting. Mm-hmm. PRE, dude. Just I, I, I love how you say the tingles and jingles. It's, that's how his seat is going on right now. Tingles and jingles. I I'm at a cross a crossroads with Kevin Cash as the manager of the Rays because now listen I'm I'm not taking anything away from last year you know he was a, he's been a great manager ever since taking over from Joe Madden all those many years ago and when he took over <clears throat> a lot of people were like you know who the hell is this guy you know he's an ex player been in the league for a long time you know. Never had any really ex- experience being a manager at all, and he's taking over a team that, you know, for a, t- a nice stretch with Joe Madden has had been a winner. You know, been gone to the World yep. Series, gone to the playoffs, won won the AL-, AL East champ, you know, a couple times. So, I, I'm at a point where if if it does, if you're not repeating and going back, you know, <sighs> I hate to say his name, Stu Sternberg, Stu sucks, hashtag, hashtag Stu sucks. Um, like <laughs> Stu and the rest of the upper management may have to say, okay, we might have to make a culture change here because I, 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 I hate to go back to this, this, the instant at, instance at the world series is, you know, him pulling Snell changed the, the shape. Uh, I think that maybe kind of defined who Kevin Cash is. Because now you're looked at as a manager, and he said this in in interviews the past couple of weeks. Now it's it's really starting to haunt him now that you know you really have to look at your your pitchers, especially going forward in this year, this year alone. <clears throat> that if you're not trusting your pitchers, especially in huge games like that, then you know what kind of manager are you? Are you Be- stop going by the analytics? Stop going by the matchup? Stop going by this? Let them be baseball players. That's what they're paid to do. That's what Blake Snell's being paid to do. Obviously, now he's with the San Diego Padres, but that's going to define his career. So if he doesn't go back to the World Series, 
I'm I am going to say it's time to make a change and go a different direction than what we are right now because the analytics it's getting you it's got gotten you to the mountaintop twice. That's it. I think they need to maybe stop. And you know, obviously they're hindered by their small market team. They're hindered by COVID, and you're not you're not bringing the big name players like you are. But the small ball works. The guys that you bring in have worked, but. That's only going to take you so far. It's not going to take you to the mountaintop. And I just think this is the year that's going to define him as a manager. If you're not going to go back to, the, if you can't get back to the playoffs and not get back to the World Series, management needs to look somewhere else. Maybe not the, maybe not in 2022, maybe 2023 and beyond. Because I just, I, I think fans are just kind of like, okay, maybe we should make a switch. And that's just me personally. I'll probably catch a lot of hell for this, but I don't care. I just think it, it, it's – I think with, with a lot of managers out there right now, they just – rely. like I, I am so sick of seeing guys getting pulled like so early, especially pitchers that are on a roll. And I, I maybe you can call me salty because of the World Series thing, but I don't trust him as a manager. I don't. I really don't trust him as a manager going forward. So I, I think maybe Ray, the race should maybe go on a different direction after this year. That's just me. That's fair. That's very controversial, apparently. Good. I hope I'm it glad, is. I'm glad I got people talking. Um, but guys, remember, you can just scroll past something that you don't like if it ruins you your day. Yeah. You <laughs> don't have to get so worked up about it. <laughs> Listen, Kaylee, we're in an age where people want to cancel Eminem because of his first two albums. So Yeah. He, I mean, there, there's so much more to talk about with Eminem, but that's probably not it. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, just a reminder for mental health and wellness, just scroll past things. No one's forcing you to consume content, but it is funny. So it's entertainment for us and it probably causes you to lose sleep at night. So, you know, whatever works for you guys, you know, works for us. But have you, did you guys watch the Rays spring training games that have happened so far? I watched a little bit of today and it was, it was tough yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's been rough. Obviously. It's spring training, man. It's yeah. spring training. You're going to have games like this. They're throwing out guys that, you know, want to make the, the roster and everything. So uh, for people like, um, you know, Taylor Maville, who's saying we're going to see a lot of this, it's it's the spring, bro. Like, if you take these yeah. games seriously, like, you're, 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 a, you're a fool. You're a joker. Like, I love watching spring games. Chip, I know you like love watching yep. spring games. And blowouts like this are <clears throat> ways to go back and say, okay, this is what we need to fix. This is what we need to do better, and let's move on from that. It's it's not a big deal, man. But you know, obviously, with uh, uh, I think the ticketing system is a joke. Uh, I will say that to myself and everybody out there. Uh, Major League Baseball, you're doing a dis- disservice to everybody that's trying to go to the games where you let people buy out tons and tons of tickets before everybody else could, uh, yeah. and limiting the amount of fans going to the games. Uh, and you're trying, and resellers are now putting tickets on sale for not only probably double, but triple the price to go to a spring training game. So shame on you, MLB. Uh, once again, you can't get anything right when it comes to bringing fan interaction to your games. Evan and I, we were talking about this, <laughs> we about this uh, well, earlier today and also before is that we went and looked just to take a look at tickets for Rays and Braves. And that was the first game they played last was it Saturday, I think. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, and I mean, Tickets, you know, I have no problem going to a spring training game. And, and you know, I think I can't even remember normal rates because obviously we've gone for the radio and we've gone the past couple of years, you know, as uh, media and press. But tickets now are going for like 25, 35 bucks upwards, almost of $50 to go to a spring training game and sit 
like down obviously near the infield and, 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 you know, be closer to the players, but major league baseball really did get this wrong. And I understand with COVID restrictions and, and you still, you have to foster the game. You have to keep a fan base. You got to get, you got to let people get out and, and, you know, follow social distancing and do all that, but don't let, you know, all the scalpers and excuse me, everybody else buy all the tickets up and then mark them up 30 or 40 or 50%, which is just, it's awful. We looked at like games ahead, and I mean, you can't find a game that either a hasn't been sold out, and you go to a scalper, you go to a service, and you're paying like Evan said, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty percent more. You know, sometimes upwards of a couple hundred percent. I have to. I have to continue to lie to my two year old daughter who Aww. keeps saying, "Go raise." We gonna go to a game? Am I gonna get ice cream and candy? That. Maybe we won't see a spring training game this year. We might go to a regular season game, but not spring training because of this madness. Yeah, I think MLB just continues to kind of misstep when it comes to fans. And I think we've seen it's hard to blame COVID at this point now that we're a year into it. because We've seen leagues um, and teams around the country in different sports do it well and bring fans back in and welcome fans back in where they're able to. And I think there's a way to do it. And that's just, that's not it. I mean, even like, even the NFL has a grip on even Super Bowl resale, right? Like there's, <laughs> there's just something that can be done. So it's, it's pretty interesting. I obviously, I haven't really looked that far into it, but that's a pretty and interesting it, perspective. It's also tough too, to watch them on TV because Fox sports, they're on only limited channels now like they yeah. get contracts with a couple yeah. of streaming sites espn's only showing a couple of games here and there of, of not besides the yankees and the red sox they're not showing anybody else if you have mlb.tv a lot of those games are blacked out you can't watch those so it's it's tough to watch your team if you yeah. can't go so Kaylee, to go back to your to your question, have I watched any spring training? <laughs> I've no. tried. I've I tried. tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried today. Like I, I'm glad that they had ESPN had the Red Sox and the Rays game on. Yeah. I'm lucky that was on. But other than that, it's been tough to even pay attention because can't watch it. Yeah. Well, and regional broadcast networks oh. and regional sports networks are in such a bad spot right now. So it's getting harder and yeah. harder to consume local sports on your local networks. So I, I don't I haven't seen them really do anything from the league level that's trying to help that, but it'll no. be interesting to see. But let's kind of dive into our positional breakdown today, just based on what we've seen from the three spring training games and then just heading in out of last season's run and into this season. We're talking about infielders and the bullpen. So we'll start with the bullpen. Obviously, the Rays, like we talked about at the top of the show, they were really able to rely on their bullpen. When you have a 60 game season, you can really kind of rely on that area. Whereas now we're going into 162 games. You really have to develop these guys. And who are you looking at to step up and make an impact on this team? Who are you looking at the staff to develop over spring training heading into this season? I, I'm really intrigued by Colin McHugh, who we just signed in free agency from the Houston Astros. <clears throat> because that's a guy that, you know, you he's a big filler guy. You can put him in for six, seven, maybe eight, or you could put him in the back end as a closer. Obviously, Nick Anderson is probably a closer. You know, let's let's just put that out of the way. Nick Anderson yeah. is our guy. But then Diego Castillo is also there too. He's your, your he's your setup man. But you could also flip flop Colin McHugh, and now that what the Rays like to do is <clears throat> they like to go on matchups. That's the big thing with them, especially in the back half of the bullpen. When you know their starters aren't going five, six, seven innings, they've got to rely on those matchups going forward. I I love. 
their bullpen. Their bullpen was great last year, one of the best in the league. I think was the best in the league last year. Yes. I, I think they got better. I know they lost a couple of guys for free agency, but bolstering, I mean, they re-signed Chaz Rowe, which is okay. I like that. Trevor Richards is one of the guys to look out for too as well. Um, but I like I like the addition of Colin McHugh. That's, that's the big thing that I like is you're getting a proven guy that's coming over from a and a cheating team. Let's let's just say that as a bit. <laughs> but a guy that's been, that's been in the show. He's been he's been to the World Series a couple times. He's been in the playoffs, and a guy that can throw some good stuff too. And that's the type of guy you want in your bullpen. I like. I have. I don't have. I don't see any cracks in their bullpen at all. I have confidence in this bullpen. Um, now, when it comes to the rotation, the uh, which we touched on last show, that's a different yeah. story. But. The bullpen, I think, once again is going to be that Achilles heel, that 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 main rock for for them winning some games is you know how well they're, they're the bullpen is going to be able to be set up to win games. I have confidence in this this bullpen. I have no like my bones aren't shaking when I talk about the bullpen. You know what I mean? Like I I don't I'm not <laughs> going to stable. That's a good thing. My, yeah, my bones aren't going to shake. <clears throat> yeah, so because when it comes to later innings, and I I've got I've got Castillo, I've got Anderson. You know, I've got I've got Fairbanks, I've got McHugh. Like I'm okay with like oh yeah, let's bring him in there. Let's I'm good with that. I'm not gonna say, oh man, we gotta deal with God, we gotta <laughs> deal with him again. Like I don't have like I used to I used to do that all the time with the Rays bullpen. There was guys that would I would scratch my head at they would come in for for relief. And I'm why I'd be like, why are you bringing him in? I don't have that problem with this bullpen. So going forward, that I'm good. I'm a plus. Boom, and they've got arms still in the in the and the minors that they can bring up too. That that could be in additions to the that bullpen. They, they've got guys that they've got nasty stuff, man. That's why the Rays have like one of the best you know pitching prospects in the world, man. It's it is what it is. Let's let's call it that. I mean, and I I can't even. I'm just gonna you know I just tap the. I know you can't. Button. I know you can't follow that, man. I know. I'm sorry. No. Well, no, I mean, McHugh, I mean, obviously, I think the the wild card, and you hit on it, McHugh, he's got great stuff. I mean, yeah. he's thrown, before his injury, I think, for the Astros, he did throw a no-hitter. He's got great pitches. He can be a starter, uh, an emergency starter. If somebody gets shelled, you know, in the first inning or two, and he can come in and work a game. But I think the length of the season, and we talked about this with the starters, too, is really going to determine, you know, when the bullpen gets called. And also – our pitching setup. What is Kevin Cash going to do? Is he going to start with a reliever? I think the pen is deep enough, and it was yeah. deep enough last year where you could pull out Castillo. You can have him go two innings, uh, you know, maybe three innings, and and, and kind of work backwards. So I think the one place, and and Al Bushman, you hit it, where we're versatile and where we have enough in the pantry uh, is in the pen. So those later innings, and I think that's a reason why the Rays continued to get carried really far, and and obviously had a lot of. Um, a lot of taxing arms last year in the bullpen because there were injuries and things like that. But, you know, I think that's the one area um, where I, I know definitely feel where I feel everything is safe. Cool. I yeah. yeah, I I agree. I think that's kind of the one area looking at these three games that, you know, they had top tier level talent last year. Is that the IPA of the day? Oh, I already Wait, had one. Is that the New England one? <laughs> That's new. I had the double hook to begin the show, and now I'm doing this one too. Oh, it's the former New England IPA. I had the double hooked, which is okay. Uh, I didn't get to try any of those because I think my roommate drank all of those. Are you kidding oh, wow. me? So they must be good. Oh, sorry. Florida this is my I'm a big fan now. of that one. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah, it'll be my go-to. 
I yeah. got a, I, I sent uh, three daughters an email today about ringing up to, to get some different <laughs> beers because I know we've been going through the same stuff. So, but which, which the stuff that we have is delicious. They're all good. They're all, all good. And that's not usually something I say about <clears throat> IPAs. They've got uh, some uh, ciders that they have. Now, I'm not a big cider guy, but they've got some ciders there that I kind of maybe want to try. So I just trust them. Like, if it has their logo on it, yeah. I'll try it. It's yeah. going to be a good that's beer. Fine. That's right. I especially, totally agree with that especially now we're in springtime. The weather's nice. You're going. People are going out to the beach again, going yeah. to the pool. Yes. You, get your, you get your beach blonde a- uh, ale. You're getting on the boat. You're just you're just drinking that and having a good time. Especially and then if you're going out to spring training games, boom. Yeah, if you are so blessed to go to a spring training game, take a three daughters beer. Let's talk about the infield. There's a few different storylines going on so far through spring training. Obviously, Choi looking for a bounce back year with the Rays, also winning his arbitration against the team. So now he has a nice little raise in his salary. Good for him. Love that. Um, love that journey for him. So he, people are looking at him to have a bounce back year. I think he's looking at himself to have a bounce back year. And then obviously top prospect Wander Franco is a huge name, has been a huge name. Obviously wherever he goes, fans will follow. People want to know, want to know what he's going to do. So what are you expecting from those guys? Are there any other guys you're looking at to step up? Now you're talking about G man about st- like his bounce back isn't offense wise because yeah. the man's got stretches for yes. days. Like yes. I'm talking about G man Troy, the gymnast. Just, over yeah. I, I've seen it. And his okay. muscles, his little flex on Instagram. I mean, he, he won makes- his arbitration and then he flexed on Instagram. And I was like, you might be my favorite person on the planet. I mean, it's the guy can split most, I mean, better than most gymnasts out there right now. The guy's yeah. got skills. I mean, he's a, and he's a, he's a stocky guy too, but yes. the way he can just, my goodness. I mean, he, <laughs> I, I tell you what, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think he's, he's been, he's been, man, he's been working out in the gym. Yeah. Have you seen him in his Instagram? Yeah, like he's, he's been, a little bit bigger, a little bigger tater, you know? I, I think he's I think he's taking a cue from Yandy Diaz because you know how Yandy Diaz has got those those Yo, pythons. Yeah. 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 I think Yo. he looked at I think he looked at Yandy and goes, I, I can probably one up you with my my arms, bro. <laughs> but hey, uh if you want to get on the Yandy sauce, that's fine with me, dude. There's I know. Look, listen, I, I looked through our, our infield and you know, you're bringing most of your infield back from last year, too. And there's yep. an anticipation of Wander Franco coming up. And the big, I think the big question is, if you do bring him up, what are you doing with Willie Adames? Now, Kevin Cash has said Willie Adames is our, our shortstop. But you, he's, we've, said, we've heard Kevin Cash say this before in the past. Like, hey, Jake Bowers is our first baseman. Jake Bowers <laughs> gone in the trade a couple seasons ago. So... <laughs> You know, it, it's it's almost like, but that's but that's a good thing to have. They have so much depth in the minor leagues; they can call guys up, which they did last year and the year before that. When guys went down, they were able to bring guys in oh, yeah. to fill in those spots. So, um, you know, I, I love it. I I have no. I'm going back to the infield, man. I've got no. My bones aren't shaking when I look at the infield. I don't. It's it's you know it's not the flashy names that you're gonna see in the Yankees or the Red Sox or the guys, the big the big million dollar players that you're gonna see. But you know these are the guys that brought you to the World Series last year. So this is the the this is the infield that's gonna bring you hopefully again there this year. This is a small market, yeah. Blue collar. Everybody does their job, plays above their abilities when they're all clicking. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what a small market team is about. Everybody there knows their role and does their job and they work together in harmony. That's why you return most of the return the starters, get everybody going, and let's go make it happen. Speaking of harmony, harmony. um I want to take a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Ah. You know, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, yeah. find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to to cop the pair that you are eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee. <laughs> Chug a beer. Chug a beer. <laughs> Your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional. I'm not even going to say that name. Uh, say that word. <clears throat> a team of experienced sneaker authenticity. Yeah. Authent- wow, they made this so hard for me to authentic. An authenticity teachers. This is so bad. Can you guys read this next time? Authenticators. Thank you, Kaylee. I'm gonna I'm gonna point to you when I'll start doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Verify the box, logo, and stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives authentic, authenticity, guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. Thank you. And also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers, $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Speaking of sneaker reselling, did you hear the idiot? Oh, he's a dumb dumb. Oh, it's good. Wild. Why I cannot believe this did too much dip on his chip. No, I gotta tell you, Ma Dukes, Nike oh. genius, 25 years, general manager of a continent of Nike, North and America, and your dumbass of a son. Your dumbass of a son. Oh my Kaylee Chip. Oh if god. <laughs> if you if am I in trouble. Well, you guys aren't parents yet. I'm a parent. He's Very gone. True. He's out of the family. Oh, I was gonna say, if you're, if you're, if He's you're gone. a parent, you, you are move. dead okay. to me. Okay. I mean, dead. she was the head of a continent. For God's That's sake. right. A continent. Dude. Now imagine this. He should have used eBay. He well, should have used eBay. See? See? Should have used eBay. Should've yeah, used but can eBay. you imagine, though, they said, and I heard, that she put up no fight, nothing. That's good. That I'll quit. So That's I mean, good. do we think there was maybe another layer here? Maybe, maybe Ma Dukes went to Junior. Are and you? Said, hey, pump some of these sneakers out. You know, I'll get you at eighty percent off. Maybe. I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, what do you because, think about that? Well, he was charging. Okay, let's put this into perspective. I read a number that he was charging like a hundred and something thousand dollars every like week or month or whatever, right? On a credit card associated with her. So she's making bank, right? So like she's got it covered. Her life is in order. I don't really think that he, I don't really think that she was in on it. I think it was just the fact of him just being way too comfortable, her being way too busy. And I think she probably is like, I could see my mom doing that, just being like, (laughs) you know what? That's my kid, whatever. But- I I disagree with you so much on that. If I'm a parent and if I my stupid ass child is charging hundreds of thousands of dollars on my corporate credit card, not only am I gonna notice, but my accountant 
or my secretary that works for Nike yeah. should notice this. Like, hey, Ann, Ann Herbert, by the way, is her name. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had some really weird charges on your corporate Amex. Um, do you know what these are? So she probably was probably like, yeah, I know what they are. It's okay. It's quite all right. Like, Accomplice. You, know, you know why she, she went quietly into the night is because she knew what her son was doing. That's right. That's I'm interested to too. see if they investigate it further because I know that there was a report about him not using discounts or inside information to make this, but if they come back and say that's true, I mean, can you fire her? Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's not what? illegal. It's just frowned there, upon. Well, there there is an issue with the credit card because, because the, yeah, the authorization you're you're giving a corporate card <clears throat> to you know your 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 child your, your See, was it corporate though because was, i thought it was her card no it was a corporate card name. they in the report it was a corporate card okay see then that's illegal well that's he's also illegal. taking advantage yeah. of premier items that only nike some nike employees yeah. like some shoes that were only released to certain and yeah. discounts yeah. and yeah. discounts too. like we're talking about the michael j like the back to the future two nikes like those yeah. power laces dude the power yeah. yeah the ones that um i think are only a limited edition he had like six pairs that he put on instagram saying i've got these i'm gonna resell them too the problem that he made is that he posted all of these pictures with like Such hundreds of shoes thousands of shoes limited edition like he really should have done like a word of mouth kind of thing like in his city and made it more of like an underground thing and maybe he would have survived a little longer but he he should have done it like a drug dealer does like exactly don't talk if it, don't talk about it like you know first rule of fight club don't talk about it like you should have to go through like four layers of security to get to this kid like yeah. you, should, you should talk to like the guy on the bottom of the totem but, pole like the street guy then you talk to the middleman who has like the kind of nice house and then you like your front your front should be the chinese restaurant down the street and then you yep. have a like a secret code to go into the freezer and go underground into this huge section of shoes like that's the society we live in is hey look at me i've got a ton of shoes. Look at me. <laughs> shoes. Shoes. I've got shoes. That that's how because everybody wants to get noticed. Shoes. Shoes. <laughs> like he could listen, he could have gotten away with this if he wasn't such an idiot. Like shoes. Oh, he was, dude. Oh he my was. god. He was right. set. Let's but he had to get greedy. Let's reset it back to the race. All right. All right. Reset let's it reset back it. to the race. Pull it back in. Let's yeah. Any any Let's final go. thoughts on the race? Pull back in. Are we I, I love the versatility of their of Yandy Diaz because you can plug him in at third and first. First, yeah. um, Susugo can be a, thir a third base, also in the outfield. I like that as well. So there's vers versatility all over the place when it comes to their infield. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna reel it back. Like mm. my bones aren't shaking That's when good. I see I, when I see this infield. I'm not. And then they've got yeah. guys like guys coming up too in the minors. I've got no. I'm, I'm okay. This is a good area, obviously, for the Rays, returning starters. They have young talent that can be brought up. Somebody gets injured or somebody's season goes completely, you know, to just bad. They have the resources to pull people up. There have been some early prospects, obviously, that have already come uh, come up and provided, you know. I think it's Javier Edwards uh, has done good. He's like 85th out of the MLB top 100. So they've got guys down there 
uh, that'll play and their non-roster invitees through spring training. And we'll see at the end of spring training what we have. But the Rays have a great farm system. They have several yeah. prospects in the MLB top 100. So this is an area where they can they can afford to kind of move around. And if somebody gets injured or their game goes to crap, they can bring somebody up. Yeah, Edwards was one of the pieces, I think, in the um, – Pittsburgh the fam, the, No, the FAM trade, I think, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I, I think it was, he was one I of the – could be wrong, though. Yeah, because that's the slapdick prospect that Snell was complaining about was Xavier Edwards. That was ah, that was okay, in the fam gotcha. trade. Yeah, that was in the fam trade. And you know the Rays, they love their their shortstops, so we got a, a preference yeah. of those two as well. But yeah, it you know the Rays got I think one of the best. I think they were ranked number one last year in the farm system. So you know they're going to continue yeah. that. On they just need to win a championship to justify that. Let's do it. There you go. Let's do it. And that was that was talking baseball. That was a lot of talking baseball. I know that's that's not the norm for you, Kaylee. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. We had a we had some nice little side tangents to go off of, so it really worked for me. West Coast Joe in this in the end. Yeah, West Coast Joe. We had the the eBay. We had we had a lot of things that we could kind of work in there. So let's. Do you want to talk about some Tampa Bay Lightning hockey? I mean, um, we got COVID I, running rancid. Yeah. Yeah. Rampant, rampant. I said rancid because rancid's like chicken. Yeah, rampant is it's all over the place. I mean, I like rancid because it's awful and I don't like it. Rancid is that you smell like a chicken breast, right? Like crap. Well, I think it's rancid. I hate COVID. Well, so I think it does smell. Yeah. Could we be at a point that if they keep postponing games, could could hockey cancel the season? I mean, no. Uh, what are we? What was the season length again? Sixty-two. No, it's fifty. Fifty. 52. What? 50, yeah. Something short. Yeah. Okay. I'm a liar. Well, like, no, to put it into no. perspective, like the Lightning play sixteen games in March. That's a third of their season, almost. Right. Like that's like thirty percent of their season, all in March. Yeah. So, so we played nineteen right now. That's the lightning of play, and they keep postponing games. But I think they're yeah. they may be to the point where it's it's like the point of no return. Like you know, we just gotta keep keep on well, keeping on by playing. They're in games, the NFL you know? mindset, right? And the NFL was so adamant, like there was nothing that was going to stop that season from happening, and they did it, and they did it with little to no. I mean, they had some issues, and I think probably some issues that caused. I don't want to say a turn of events. I'm not going to make an excuse for teams like the Steelers or the Ravens, but I will say that there's definitely, there were some like result altering moves made. And I think NHL is kind of getting into that gray area, but I will say, I don't know if they'll cancel the season, but they might limit maybe some like out of division games and just see maybe, I don't know. They're supposed to bring fans back this month, this month. Well, there's fans in Vegas. There's not fans in Emily Arena. No. There's some it's only like friends and family that people that work there. So I what I've heard was they're supposed to bring back fans to Emily this this month for, for lightning games, which I'm pretty jet. But according to Chip and his saying no, that's not gonna happen. How can you do that when you're postponed? I mean, I just don't I know, I know, I know, I know that. I don't yeah, like how can you I don't understand how you can spin that either as a sport or as an organization to where it won't look it's just not going to look right. It's just not yeah. going to look right. Well, it's tough so. because like teams like the Lightning too are traveling so much, especially all at one time, right? Like so much of March for the Lightning is travel. 
and yeah. road games. And that's tough because if you get into that, if you get into a bad situation with COVID or your players test positive or your staff test positive, now you're on the road. Now you're going from city to city and those yeah. tests don't always come back right away. So then you're turning around and having to say, okay, like your game's postponed, your game's postponed. So that, that could affect up to six games a week if one team just gets COVID and doesn't find out everybody who's infected within the first few hours. So that's well, they are, they are playing right now against Dallas. It's zero zero yeah. right now. So mm-hmm. they are playing right now with no, well, they're kind of, they've won four games in a row. Yep. So definitely a team that's moving onwards and upwards. Obviously the last time we spoke, yep. they had hit kind of a rough patch and had, um, you know, tough playing Carolina, uh, you know, getting through the, the dregs of the season, but now almost being at the halfway point and Kaylee, I kind of agree. I think they're almost, you know, once you get to halfway through the season, if you're the NHL, you're like, okay, we've already, I mean, we're, we're 50% home, um, you know, try to finish up as best you can. And I guess the only thing that can really happen is that if you see, uh, you know, two team or like teams just start shutting like entire, like two or three or four teams end up shutting down yeah. because they can't. I guess that's where you might have to call a pause, but they might have to do something where they did for the playoffs last year was, you know, do the bubble for the playoffs again, which worked. I mean, it was, it it was probably very successful. Yeah. Very successful playoff Stanley cup run for, you know, every team involved. It was the, it was the most put together, um, you know, playoff scenario that any league did, you know, NBA, NBA did it, did it. Okay. I think the NHL did it the best when it came to the playoffs in the Stanley Cup Finals. That was the best. Yeah, way. I think they both did. I mean, I think the they did what worked for them, right? Like, I think what the NHL did worked perfectly for them, and what the NBA did worked perfectly for them. And I mean, obviously, the NBA posted zero positive COVID tests the entire time they were in the bubble. So, very ideal results from both leagues. It's just how do you and you see both league struggling right now coming out of those bubble situations and trying to keep things on track and so it kind of puts into perspective where we were talking about a year ago talking about the nfl and saying you know are they going to play they're going full steam ahead how's that going to work out and it just seems maybe they're more equipped heading into 2021 than some of these other leagues who really kind of leaned on the bubble and didn't have to deal with outside pressure like your NBA players going to strip clubs or whatever they're doing. So I think now I think the NFL has got kind of a leg up on them considering that they've done it for a full season. They know how to approach a oh, normal season. NFLs can't stop, won't stop. They don't care. We're gonna well, they, don't I mean, care. they don't care. Really anyway, but, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you look at the money and the revenue differences and the amount of advertising and the things that go into that, I mean, everybody else is playing second fiddle. I I am still hoping and praying that the NBA just shuts down completely and that there's never basketball on ever again. Kaylee, we won't even get into it. Evan is laughing, but he knows that's so true. That's a a completely different show. It is. I I don't. That's a whole different show. I do not hope that happens because I have a lot of friends working in basketball, so I don't want anyone else to lose their job in this I, want, this I want March Madness to happen because that's good. It is betting, happening. Betting in brackets. That's what did I you see that giant bracket on the side of the uh the Marriott? No, I didn't know. Okay, it was forty seven thousand square feet on the side of the what? hang on, what is this hotel called? It's in Indianapolis and it's called it's an Indian. What's it called? Uh oh. 
It's on the si- the side of the JW Marriott in Indianapolis. So it's a huge <sighs> bracket. It's beautiful. Okay. And it spans oh, 47,000 square feet. Chip, we know the JW very well. Yes, we do. We Is do that where you guys well. stayed for the combine? Uh, well, we went to a conference there for the SMWW. Mm, yes. Uh, but we it's a very nice uh, hotel. There is the giant. Yes. Wow. Very wow. cool. Very oh, cool. So, yeah, we can, trust that. we can trust that. We can trust too. local news. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The Indie Star is a very good news outlet. I mean, I don't live in Indianapolis, but that's where that's um, Pat. That's Pat McAfee. Yeah. That's, shout out to the Indie Star. Man, man, that's that's Pat McAfee territory right there. there it go. is. All right. So, is that oh, it for man. hockey? Do we want to dive into hockey, or do we want to wait? I no, mean, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's yeah. wait. Because yeah. I know you're looking at the chops for for NFL talk. I mean, I we can talk hockey. No, let's talk. We can, let's talk, we can talk hockey. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, if, 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 if you guys love hockey <clears throat> or semi like hockey, mm. you got you got you both need to watch a show called Letter Kenny on Hulu. It's amazing. Wait, it's, explain to me what it is. It's 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 the trials and tri- from the description on the show, which it tells you for each episode. It's the trials and tribulations of life in Letterkenny, and it's okay. Just, is it like does it open up where they're like sitting by the stand on the road and they're like yep. very stone faced? Yep. Okay. And they drink Pupper's beer, which I've been trying to get, but you can't get it in the states. You can only get it in Canada and so sometimes my, in Massachusetts. My significant other turned this on the television. <laughs> It's a great show. It's Turn a great on show. The television, and I just stared at it, and I was like, and he was dying. I'm pretty sure he oh. found it hilarious, and it was the end of the night, and I was like, what tell, are we tell, watching? Tell your boy. He's got yeah. good moves. I wasn't feeling He's it, pumped. though. Oh, do I, do like I need it. to make it through the first episode? Is that the case? It's, it, you, you, if you can't get Canadian humor. You don't you, know. You, you, you don't know, eh? And you, you don't, don't know. Uh, let's, how about this? <clears throat> if you want some history in Canadian humor, watch Kids in the Hall. Watch that first, then watch Letter Kenny, and then you'll be all right. Okay, I'll try it again. I mean, and usually that's how things go. I I already like your significant other already. He's Sorry. he's a good guy in my book. He's he's already on the top of the list of guys. He's moving okay. to the front. Yes, he is. If he likes Letter Kenny, good guy. Yeah, he was a fan. I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to try this another time. I'm not in the not in the headspace for it. No. Um. But all right, let's talk Buccaneers because I yeah, like- actually let's let's real let's reel it back, Kaylee. Oh. You talk to us about Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so last Bucks, week, go I'm ahead. Gonna do, I'm, I'm oh, gonna interview. Oh, I'm, gonna, okay, you know, I'm interviewing. Roll. I'm interviewing you. Let's, it's a let's, role let's, reversal. Let's let's do the old switch reel on this. <laughs> let's okay. do it like Freaky Friday. Yeah, there. Well, I'm not <laughs> turning into Lindsay Lohan, and you're not going to be Jamie Lee Curtis. So I would love to be Jamie Lee Curtis. I, well, I don't want to be Lindsay Lohan because she's a drugged out crack whore. So I don't want to do that. So no, we're not doing that. Okay. So no the crack whore is allowed on on this show. No, no, hell no. Well, unless you go to Oregon, then you can do crack. All That's day, right. So, yeah. All right. So Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They have the 30. Nah, shut jump. the front door. They didn't do that. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Sorry, breaking uh, news. Breaking news. Uh, so the Bucks have the 32nd pick in this year's draft. They haven't mm-hmm. had that in a very, very long time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they don't need much. Mm. Um, obviously, obviously, mm. obviously, free agency is going to really impact about really what they do in the draft. 
Um, you know, they could lose guys uh, to free agency. Some guys might come back, you know, for taking less money. Um, you know, what do you think the Bucks' main priority should be going into this draft at the 32nd pick? Do, do you think they go offense? Do they really need to solidify the defense? Mm. Could Chris Godwin go in free agency? Do they need mm. to get a wide receiver? Like what if you're Jason Light and dun, 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 let's let's do the draft network plug. <laughs> you've got you've got the the music coming on to you. And I, we're gonna play GM scenarios for both of you. Chip, you're okay. gonna go second. Kaylee, you're gonna go first. Yeah, I am. <laughs> what are you what are you doing at, at the thirty second pick? Where are you drafting at? What are you doing? Yeah, I think it depends how it goes, right? I think that's always kind of the situation with those teams that are near the end of the round, especially in the first round. You're going to have to wait for 31 teams to pick and then kind of see where where you end up. But I think you have to go with an edge guy. You've got to go with a pass rusher. You, I think that's kind of up in the air with Shaq Barrett. I think with the assumption that he will probably move on or very likely could move on, I think that's kind of where focus should be turning. And, I, you know, there's guys that have been kind of picked out and really highlighted for that pick. But I think that's where you go. And I think you could go out. Like if those guys go, I think you could go offense. Right. And I think there's been some interesting analysis done about running backs. And I think that's kind of a position that you wouldn't necessarily go in as, as someone looking on the outside of the Buccaneer situation. But I think when you look at Fournette, very likely to leave probably 99% chance that he's out of Tampa Bay. And yeah, and you look at the, their need for a pass-catching running back, I think it's more fun to imagine them going with someone like Najee Harris, someone like Travis Etienne from Clemson. Like, that's a more fun decision because I think with Ronald Jones, right, like you've already got your guy in Ronald Jones. You you know what he's capable of, but bringing in a guy that can really act as that pass-catching running back I think gives you a nice little weapon to use. It puts you right in that sweet spot where, you know, you're not – you're not relying so heavily on just run up the middle, get a few yards. You're not relying on that first or third down really situation that you were with Fournette. You were with uh, Ronald Jones for most of his 2020, but I don't know. I think it opens up their offense a lot. I think it gives Tom Brady a lot more options, a lot more fun plays. He can run, especially Najee Harris is just a monster. So it'd be fun to see him with Tampa. I I love that. That's a great, but the, but I think you need guys on the edge. Right. Like I think you're gonna go. You're gonna go pass rush. You're gonna go some sort of outside linebacker if you're if you're set up for that. Let's Do let's I be. In, let's let's. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me. Do I have this. to wait. Okay. In reality, Harris is probably not going to be there at 32. Yeah, most likely. Okay. Um, I I like both. I mean, edge. Yeah, you're gonna need that to backfill. You know, whoever's gonna go in free agency. If it's gonna be Shaq, Shaq Barrett, you know, Levante David. Maybe. I mean, I've heard Levante David's named linked to the Browns. We also heard about that with JJ Watt. Now JJ Watt's taking a bunch of money going to Arizona Wild. Cardinals. Wild. We're gonna save that for your new show tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Plug at the yeah. end of the show. <laughs> Chip, you're on the clock as the Bucks GM. What are you gonna do? Well, I mean, first of all. I'm going to throw a really big party because I we haven't picked at number 32 in so long. Very long. Uh, really enjoy myself uh, in the draft room and take all the time I want. I think Kelly hit on a great opportunity. Obviously, there's going to be teams. There's going to be players towards the back end. We know that because of COVID and the combines and the draft setups, there's going to be a lot of players coming out of 
this past year who set out. So there's going to be talent that people are going to evaluate. And because they set out a year, they're going to slide. So they're going to, they're going to drop down to the bottom. So I think a, if I'm light, I'm definitely looking to trade out. If any of the teams are looking to move in, um, I do like running back, but I think that I'm hoping some of the interior line, I mean, a, another tackle, I don't know if Sue stays, but pass rush is definitely something uh, you could sneak out and, and grab. Uh, I also think running back, I mean, I definitely like the idea. I think uh, I think Harris and ATN are both going to be gone. Um, I think either, you know, Michael Carter uh, from Carolina, I would not draft him that high. Uh, if you were looking for somebody like that, the other back, Javante Williams, I think. Uh, is the other back who's rated behind, right behind those guys, uh, if you wanted to take that. But if I'm if I'm the Buccaneers, I'm probably looking uh, for alignment. So anything with the pass rush, depending upon what happens with Barrett, yeah. uh, obviously I'd love the fit. Um, the kid from Tulsa, what is it, Zavin? Um, Zaven Collins. There's so many names is? in this draft yeah. that I cannot pronounce, by the way. Zaven Collins is <laughs> a uh, 6'4 linebacker from Tulsa. And he used to play in high school. He was a four-year starter at quarterback. He played linebacker and safety, and he's a linebacker. So Jesus. probably one of the most athletic players in the draft. Um, he could do linebacker. He could do coverage. He can do unbelievable things. And I think – I don't know if he'll be there at 32 – but he could be at the bottom of the round. Uh, that would be an unbelievable grab if he is there. Um, but, yeah, I think either if you want to go running back, you feel like you want to fill the hole, um, you know, Javante Williams or Michael Carter later in the draft, uh, but definitely defensive line. It'll be interesting. I think they should trade back if possible. I was just a yeah. great segue, Chip. I was just about to ask you and Kaylee, you know, what's the possibility that, you know, the Bucks could trade out of that 32nd pick because you're going to have a lot of teams in the second round that are drafting the second round. Like, hey, maybe I should bump up in the first, you know, get that last pick in the first round to get the maybe the guy I want that I could. Well, Lamar Jackson, that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, to it, you. yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. what's what's is there a high probability that they that could happen during the draft? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay, yes. Right. yeah, I think so, because I think Chip's point was actually perfect for that. There's so many guys who sat out, so many guys where that pivotal third year in college really kind of shows teams. And then without a proper combine, you just have these pro days locally at each college. I think there's going to be a lot of guys that are get scouted, getting scouted by the teams that we don't necessarily know or we don't really see. And I think your ability to scout as many players as you would in a normal year is going to be limited, right? So they're going to have to really focus on less players, players they're very interested in, not just seeing everyone at the combine. And that's really going to drive those decisions. So I think we're going to see a lot of teams get really good steals in the draft in the second, third, fourth round this year, just because we don't know what they're capable of. And probably a lot of other teams don't have them on their radar the way they would in a normal year. So the likelihood of the Bucks having some of those guys that they might be able to get later and really just get some trade capital for that pick at 32, I think is highly likely. I mean, the steal of the draft last year was Antoine Winfield Jr. That's definitely hands, hands down sure. the steal yeah. of the draft. That's I think I think hard. you see a lot and like I, you know, Kaylee alluded to it as well. I think you see a lot of guys. I think that teams obviously you know how important your first round draft pick is. You you can't miss 
especially if you're in that top 10. Uh, most of these guys are going to be targeting quarterbacks. We could see five quarterbacks out the window. Um, yeah. Or four. Is it five? Four. Four. Um, right. Four. Out yeah. the window before pick five. So, um, and if that happens, you can say yay for the Buccaneers because that pushes down all the defensive talent, all the other player positions, all the other key spots get bumped down the draft. So, uh, if I'm the Buccaneers, if I'm light, I'm hoping it's a quarterback high. Everybody, all four of those guys go one, two, three, four. Yeah. Uh, because that brings a player that you want who can be a contributor immediately closer to you at 32. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree. like I like it a lot. I agree. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to drop this mic and just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Do you have anything yeah. going on tomorrow? Nah, I'm you don't. I'm just Nothing? kidding. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I do. So tomorrow, I am launching another show with my co-host Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's called Onside Chicks. Get it? Onside Chicks. Chicks. And we will be talking all things NFL. So all 32 NFL teams. Tomorrow's show will be a lot about free agency. It'll be J.J. Watt, obviously, signing with the Cardinals. There's some moves today. Obviously, Kyle Rudolph, a few other surprising moves and releases and guys that will be wearing different uniforms. So that's what's going to kick off tomorrow's first ever episode of Onside Chicks. And we'll be streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and I think that's it, right? Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, we're not doing the Facebook thing. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not doing per- Facebook. Periscope, so. Periscope is is dying this month, so that's yeah. no longer there. Yeah, so out. catch us on yeah, catch us on Twitch, YouTube. We'll be on Apple, Spotify, all of that. We're on all the socials at Onside Chicks on Twitter at Onside Chicks Pod. And uh, that's that. So your your end. co-host uh, IG uh, post about Kyle Rudolph today was pretty funny. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. If you don't follow her on IG, it's the underscore sporty Jordy. So uh, follow her because she's she's a great follow. I'm excited to work with her because she. I told her the other day that I put her name in my phone. I didn't know her last name right off the bat, and I put those little sparkles, like that little like. <laughs> bling emoji next to it because she makes me feel like that's how she makes me feel she's just so like warm and like but she's like loud and sparkly and that's her personality and she's from jersey and i just love her so is it almost like the uh, seat warmer for kevin cash like it's just like that okay in my heart not in my butt yeah that's what it is dude. i think we've got i think you guys got something going that's good segue fantastic yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so jj watt immediate reactions can we don't want to take anything away good yeah. teaser for tomorrow's show so don't want to dive too deep and one word one word one word one word yeah and one word that's that's okay, no, no it's I'm, one I'm, word I'm, immediate relaxation one word old disappointing old. money grubber yeah wow those are all bad things well i think the cardinals are out though i'm just gonna this is my take this is nothing <laughs> Cardinals are out. You just overpaid for somebody that never did stay healthy all of last year, but he's done. Donezo! Chandler Jones. Here's my take. Here's my take. It makes them one win better, and that's it. They play in the toughest division in the league. Makes them one win better. That's it. They need O-line help and running backs. They don't need any more defense help. Yeah. 
they need a lot. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm excited to see him play. I like him. I think the idea that, I think the idea that someone said he was selfish is absolutely ridiculous. I think I agree with that. someone who raised a hundred million dollars for that city for and yes. for charity for that city and did a lot for that city. And then also walked up to Deshaun Watson and said, I'm sorry, we wasted your years. I think he is a team player. I think he's proven that time and time again. And I think at this point in the season, um, I mean, we just we can just say, I think let's look at where he's ended up and what his situation is and where that team has ended up and what their situation is um, and just see who is a little more credible in that case. Say that, JJ for, Watt, say that for your show. Best locker room guy ever. Very, very He'll good. Be in the Hall of Fame. I would want him on any organization. Any NFL team would want that guy, hands down. Oh, Every if player I'm, says that. If Every I'm player. starting a nonprofit, JJ Watts in my my – my mm-hmm. board of directors all the way. He's, well, he he's might not work guy. for a nonprofit. 23 yeah. mil. I mean, 31. Yeah. He's the guy you want in the locker room. And I think yeah, if definitely. that's what Arizona needs, that's what they got. So. I mean, I will say this. I mean, you got him with Chandler Jones, Buddha mm-hmm. Baker, Isaiah Simmons. It's, it's an intriguing thing. I just think they overpaid. Yeah. I will say that. But good on him for getting out. Yes. Yep. Very, very good for him. Um, definitely excited to see what he does. I don't know. I think the the biggest flex was the team owner picking him up in a plane and then flying him personally <laughs> back to Arizona. And I was like, you do that. You do that. I, that, I, I was pretty fire. I like, love his Instagram post. Source me. me. That's that's because the morning of there was, did you see the Peloton situation? Yeah, people were going it was insane. Fake and personally, yep. yes, fake Peloton yep. account. Whoever made that account should feel like an American hero because what <laughs> a ruse they pulled on the American people. And it really, it really went over well. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, nope, here I am. Here's where I'm going. Source me. I, I loved it. It just goes to show you that whatever you hear on, you know, the, the mothership or the talking heads is all malarkey. Like, yeah, always going to the Bills, always going to the Browns, always going to the Packers. Like, there's going to be a team that comes out of left field and say, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Well, he's such a troll, too, which I thought yeah. was funny. Like, he made yep. or he made free agency so fun because he would tweet things like the mitochondria is the powerhouse. <laughs> Only the dumbest insane. of the dumb are going to read into that. Oh, he's going to Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the same amount of letters as Buffalo Bills. They've got plenty of cap space. Let's sign them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love it. Yeah. That's what football players need to do, like building brand. Like that was fun. Yeah, that was great. It's a master class in how to handle free agency and how to tell your own story and control the narrative of your own free agency. So um, I hope other players pay attention. Unlike Deshaun Watson, who literally just screams at new ownership, I will not play, won't talk to anybody, and he's done. He's I hope he doesn't anywhere. play. I hope he's he doesn't. Gonna, he's going to hold out. I'm telling you right now, he's going to hold. I out. hope he does. I I know he's a nice guy, and I I I get it. But I hope he does. Like I hope he has the wherewithal to really say, like I'm not playing this season. But I don't know if that'll happen. But Let's play guys, the band. play this the band. Is a draft day trade. We're already hearing rumors about it. No, it's going to be stacked. Listen to this. Just I, go with I'm me. Gonna gonna I, I'm going to disagree with you. But we're, we're doing here. play the bay after hours. I'm going to put the banner up right now. God damn it. Hold on. We're going to do. Go with me on a walk. The Jets are going to have to give. Hear me. Hear me here. Sam Darnold. First round. Pick two. 
First round, pick 23. Second round, next year, pick and Sam Darnold. Nope. If I'm Houston, I am Curtin's McGillicuddy. You get you get Sam Darnold, who is un he I feel so sorry for Sam Darnold. I almost want to call him Josh Rosen. I almost want to put him in that category. He's had no offensive line. He's been one of the most pressured quarterbacks. No wide receivers. Crowder's done okay. Did draft Enzel Mims, but you have to be upright. You have to be standing to throw a football. We all can't beat Marcus Russell and throw it 80 yards from our knees and then get bounced from the NFL. So Watson's what, 25, 26? 25. Guaranteed franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. I like I like the the Jets because he's going to be coached by Robert Saleh. I and like love that match too. I like that. I don't like it because it's the Jets, and you're bringing in a guy who's 25, 26, 25, and 25, 25, and you're 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 almost in rebuilding mode now. Obviously, you know what? Deshaun. Hold on now, Deshaun is right. your your piece of the puzzle to build around, which is great. But if I'm Deshaun Watson. Why would I go to the Jets? I would go. I would go somewhere else. I would want to. I would go to Miami. Miami is like the best fit for him. Like obviously, you know what Houston is asking for is 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 way astronomically so, so much, and it's rightfully so. You've got they're going to get it on draft night. They won't get I, it before. I, I don't, Chip. I don't see it happen. I see Deshaun Watson holding out. And not playing. I see him saying, I'm not going to. And he's already said this plenty. I am not going to play for you unless you can get me out of here. And there's not even a handful of teams that are willing to maybe, maybe give up what the Texans want. And the Texans have to be flexible. And right now the Texans are so, they're so stupid. They're extending guys like David Johnson for another five, six years. That's how god-awful that team is being run right now by extending David Johnson, who hasn't had a good season in, what, five? A while. A while. Yeah, a very long time. So why, if, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm going to management. I'm saying there is one place I want to go, and one place. That is Miami. If yeah. you want me out of here because I don't want to play for you, Get me to Miami. So you either a have to drop the asking price, or you've got to make it happen. Because going into this season, you will not see me on this field. I will do a Le'Veon Bell, and I will sit for the whole season. Why not? I mean, at this point, yeah. I mean, you're at this point, they're not setting themselves up to be contenders, no. not only in the AFC South but in the league as a whole. So what is the point of stepping on that field, risking injury, risking whatever could happen to you? when you could just hold out and get a chance to go somewhere. But I agree. I don't think he's going to go to a place where he's a piece of a rebuilding puzzle. I do think he wants to. And to be fair, completely fair, because he's in his prime. He's a franchise quarterback. Like he's a guy that can really come and and lead a team to the promised land if he's given the right resources. But he's going to want to go to a team where he is the last puzzle piece to fill. And if that's the case, then I think he's on Chip, he is he is done. He is done with the rebuilding. He is done with doing all that. That's why the Jets, although appealing, because you're bringing in a new regime, and you know you could get draft picks, you could get all this clout. You guys are silly pants, magoos. Do you know? I'm I'm, I'm telling you, he's either gonna say, "Get me to Miami," or I'm gonna sit out. 
that's so, that's and then more than likely he's going to sit out because Miami's going to say, you know what, we've got Tua, we've got two first round draft picks, we're going to bring pieces in, we're going to be okay, we don't need to bring in Deshaun. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm sitting out okay. until they can get it together. All right, so Deshaun Watson came out at the end of January, beginning of February, when he requested a trade. He listed five teams. Do you know what the number one team was he wanted to be traded to? The Jets. Yes. So, you, I understand both of your point of views, but you can't tell me that Deshaun Watson doesn't want to go to the Jets when he said, that's the number one place I want to go. I get it. It's an it's. it's it's New York. You're on the biggest stage. I mean, that's that's the media central besides L.A. But you know, you're going to a team that's got nothing. Like then you're, you're basically is, you're why going is that a top destination. I, I I. Why did he it, say that? You're going. Yeah, from, I understand what you're saying. You're telling me that. the reason I, I, I really, I'm not. That. I'm not Deshaun Watson because I know to he me, if, to if he's going destination, he wants to, to go. To me, that it's a question mark to me because you're going from nothing to nothing. Why to so unless you're gonna go because you're in one of the biggest stages in the world and you can say, Hey, I'm going here, I could probably recruit guys to come there. Maybe that's an intriguing situation, and you you possibly have a good leader in Robert Soleil, which is yeah. which is great yeah. too, because you know he could be a leader of men, but I, I just don't see it. You're going from nothing to nothing because right now the Jets have nothing. Yeah, so John Watson's freaking crazy, dude. I, I think is. I think he cares a I think I will say I think he cares a lot about culture. I think yeah. he cared a lot more about culture right when that started because the issue in Houston was culture, right? Like they told him, we're going to let you be involved in this and that and that. And at the end of the day, it didn't happen. They went behind his back. They undermined him. They undermined what was written in his contract. All of these things that they did to him were culture issues. And we've seen it play out with JJ Watt. We've seen it play yeah. out over the past few months where they just keep shooting themselves in the foot because they're not establishing the right culture. And that started with Bill O'Brien and it started yep. and it's, it's seeping into every facet of this organization. So I can see right at the jump when you say like, you know, I want to be traded. I want to go somewhere else. You would pay Robert Saleh is getting high remarks from everyone, right? Like he's yep. getting endorsed by every player that has ever interacted with him talking about how great of a culture builder yep. he is. That's why they went out of their way to get him. So there's, I mean, but then again, we're not on the inside of any of this stuff. So there's could be facets of the jets that just, we don't know. And he does know, and there could be culture things that really give them the opportunity to believe that they're going to be a contender next year. But I think the longer he sits, the more he's going to realize his fading prime years. And he really is going to want to get somewhere, but that doesn't mean that the jets won't be that place. It just means right now, I can't even fathom how they would potentially be a contender within the next two years. If, but I mean, I don't know. Because if I if I was Watson, like we don't know the mindset of it because he. Oh no, we do. He told us his mindset. Is that frozen? Oh, oh god, he froze. Spectrum, but yeah, so spectrum. going going on what he said. Now I totally agree with you. Miami was a team with a winning record, yeah. no state tax got a great culture, has a defense assembled, and is going to have, Chip. just like the Jets, though, these are the two teams that are the front runners. They have Chip, multiple Miami, Mi Miami is a quarterback away from winning that division and going deep into the playoffs. And that's where I think, like, if he goes and, and says, I want to go to New York because there could be something special here with what they're trying to build. But they've got, they've, 
like Miami's already set up. Like it's already set up for him to come in and win. That means Miami wasted a draft pick on Tua. You but wasted. They, but, but at least they move on, right? Yeah, and I think that's on. the mistake of a lot of teams is not moving on quick enough. I mean, the Jaguars are a prime example. You know how many Blake Bortles games I sat through? Like that is just one of those things where I would rather them move on from Tua and understand that this is an opportunity and give Tua the opportunity to go somewhere. Like, I mean, I think Tua is going to fall in one of those categories where it's, you know, he's not a Josh Rosen, obviously, but, you know, he could turn into a Sam Darnold type where he, he just needs to be in the right place and then maybe he'll pop off and maybe he'll be this insane quarterback. But I just don't know that Miami is that place, but they have a great culture too. So, Dude, how can people write off quarterbacks when they don't even play a season? He didn't even play yeah. a half season. I know you're wasting. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Josh, Josh Rosen should go in the FCF and just join. Josh well, Manuel. Josh Rosen's we'll, a we'll, we'll, story, we'll, but I mean, yeah. we'll is somebody who had hip surgery and he's somebody that wasn't even at full strength twice. And he, yeah. It's somebody, it's somebody that's not even, he didn't even play a full season and he was a rookie and people already want to write him off. You may as well take a first round draft pick and set it on fire. If if I'm Miami and I have the opportunity to trade for Deshaun Watson, I'm gonna say, all right, I'm gonna flip. To, I'm gonna give you Tua. I'm gonna flip Tua. I'll give you one of my first rounders. I'll give you a first rounder, Tua, maybe a second, and then that's a package deal for for Watson. That's awful. That's that's not even close to what the Jets can give. No, I'm not talking about the Jets. I'm talking about. Oh, I know. The, but the if fit. you're the organization of Houston, why in the hell would you do that when you get another first? It just round seems like it seems like Bill O'Brien's still running the show in Houston, and they're they're extending David Johnson, so. Well, one Houston, has nothing to do with the other. What? Well, what's? See that the 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 whole bad, the whole weird situation about this is like Houston has. It's almost like Houston has everything by the nuts, because, you know, you know we could a pull the trigger on a trade. We don't have to, but also like Deshaun has the power. Well, he, has a, he has a no trade clause for right. certain teams. So exactly. You, Okay. So it's like they it's, don't really have leverage in that area. They have to trade him to a team that he picks. They they both have each other by the nuts. Let's just yep. say that. Like Tua can say well, I'm not going to play, and then like Houston can go. Okay, well you're either going to go here or there. You know what I mean? So it's it's. Well, you're it's, Houston. It's a, you can have a first round pick sitting on your bench, paying for money that you're not using, or you come together and say, okay, this guy's going to sit draft night maximize your capital because somebody's going to call. So here we go. I think what Houston needs to do is maybe lower their expectations. Why? I think they're going to have to. I don't even think they want to because I don't think they want to get rid of him. Like they have no intention of him leaving this. But if he's, if he's not going to play. Yeah. Well that, that's something I think they'll explore later down the line, but I think heading into this season, I think they're going to let him sit and they're going to say, we want him to be here. And it's just, it's such a toxic environment because it's like, it's you, I don't know. It's, it just goes against everything that this league is evolving into where we've seen quarterbacks just really take control of where they are and be able to leave places and start new and do what Tom Brady did and go somewhere else and bring people with you. And this NBA style of moving around and personnel changes. And that goes directly against, I mean, it's you're you're leaning into not treating him like a human being and that's it's a little tough it's it's like tough to see and it's tough to hear that they just have no intention of trading him when he so obviously does not want to be there it's crazy how the stafford golf trade happened where it was it was a big block blockbuster deal 
And then when the Wentz thing happened, it was just like a whimper. Yeah. Like that's all that's all the Eagles got for Wentz. And it was kind of wild, yeah. Yeah, obviously we I mean, it's still kind of to be determined how Wentz is going to do in Indy, but like now the focal point of the quarterback of who want and, and even the the Russell Wilson moves, like rumors are going around like, "Hey, yeah. Even even the mayor of New Orleans has has yes. put out an Instagram video saying, "We want you like your wife Sierra could do could be the head of you know could be the focal point of the essence you know show a new like it's so wild that you know where where you know I don't think that well the Saints could do a, a sign and trade they could they could say we'll give you Winston and Michael Thomas or Winston or we can give you Michael Thomas and take some hill for Winston for for Wilson and bring you over like there's so many scenarios but you know I I love the fact that players are now saying they're going to dictate of where they want to go now it's yeah. you know you could harken back to the era of john elway where he didn't want to play for tampa where eli didn't want to play for san diego like those yeah. like now it's come to the forefront where guys are actually in the league saying i don't want to go i don't want to play there anymore yeah so like the, this season is is become so wild with the moves that have happened so far it's it's even yeah. to become even crazier because you've got superstars that are saying I want out of this place or I'm not going to play even though Russell Wilson's like I you know I kind of want to stay here but you got to bring guys around me like yeah you know what I, mean? I mean that's the thing and I love it because people can talk shit on athletes all they want but at the end of the day it doesn't matter how much money they're making those guys make that team so much money like those right. specific guys those single names on those teams are the ones bringing in the money and they've never really been treated or viewed or heard as such within the organization, right? Like even in the coaching, I mean, there's not a lot of places letting players dictate plays or how the games go or schemes on the field, much less dictating or being even heard in conversations like who are we going to hire in the GM position or who are we going to hire in the head coach position? So if we can transition over to that, like these guys, the average NFL career is three years. Three so years, these yeah. guys don't have a lot, a lot of time and to spend it in a toxic work environment. I mean, can you imagine being told you can't leave your job? And if it's a toxic work environment, no, you just have to stay. It's like, it's a wild thing because people don't understand that athletes are just human beings, but they are. So I'm glad that this is happening. Dude, but- this will be this draft. We are going to see at the end of free agency and free agency starts the 14th. We're going to see. Teams are going to have to start to make moves and decisions because when the draft comes up and all those quarterbacks we're talking about, you know, the Zach Wilsons, the Justin Fields, the, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, those guys. And then you have Lance. If teams like the Bears, the Patriots, the Saints, the, you know, James Winston's a free agent this year. I think they're going to have to pay. He's going to get bid up. Because there are so many teams right now exploring quarterback options, quarterback trades. We've heard about Vegas, Raiders. They want Winston. So, I mean, so many teams after those top four teams in the draft need quarterbacks. If they don't, if free agency doesn't get to the point of where teams need it to be, you're going to see anxiety is going to build. Desperation is going to start to set in. And then 30 days is going to pass, and then the draft is going to be here. And teams like Carolina sitting down there, dude, out of the right before the top 10, I think they're eight, Denver's nine, and they're talking about quarterbacks. Yeah. So that eight, nine, and then you have, you know, the Patriots are back there. You got other teams that, 
you know, San Francisco, I think, is at 12. They need to trade Jimmy Garoppolo if they don't think he's the real deal. So that's another name that could get out there. I think so, he, I mean, stays. he stays in San Fran. Lynch has already come out and said that he is going to stay, but I got to tell you, I think free agency, like the next couple of weeks, you're going to see team. Yeah, we'll see what builds. But, man, draft night, <sighs> buckle your seatbelts, kid. Can't wait. We got to do a it's special fun. draft show. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be fantastic. We're gonna, you know what? We're gonna have all the squares on this background filled up with people. We'll Love have them. Kristen and Taylor. We'll have Jordan. Jordan on here. Jordan. We'll have yeah. we'll have a round robin of of people coming on. I can't wait for draft time. Now, didn't we talk last year about trades and then none happened? Did, no, what do we see? Do we happened. see that actually taking place again this year? I, I no. see. I think I've. I mean, I think it's going to happen because I think there's so many, this draft is so different. Just given what, like, even though last year's draft was virtual, there was just, you have the combine, everything was business as usual up until the draft. I mean, this year, there's so many unknowns. There's so many things probably behind the scenes. I think fans have never been more out of the loop when it comes to upcoming talent than they have been this year. So I think there's a lot of things that we don't have a grasp on and we probably won't until draft night. So I think there's going to be a lot of, you're, you're gonna hear that a lot. A lot. I got so it's, I'm gonna it's, make it my ringtone. It's it, it's gonna be bananas on like we we gotta make sure we got Paige uh from Demacros, the rap net. Yeah. Oh on yes. the network here. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh I yeah, we gotta get her back. We gotta get her here and then on onside chicks to talk mm-hmm. draft before then. But I mean, this got out of hand. I know it did. So, yeah, but <laughs> aren't you excited though? I got I my. I'm, ex- I'm about to go do the draft network simulation. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm making my ringtone the little. Dun, 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 dun. No, 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 and I'm getting on the draft network. But any final thoughts before we close out? I mean, I mean, if we haven't talked Tampa Bay sports in 30 minutes, so sorry. But no, it's okay. It's no. Fine. After hours version, believe we'll cut it down. It's fine. We'll we'll take the first. (laughs) Looking forward to the free agents. Just keep on rolling. Hopefully, people will keep signing. But next week will be huge. Uh, Franchise tags will be shut down by this day next week. So we'll see if Godwin got it and who else. uh, Who else got it? Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PlayTheBayTB, Apple, Spotify, rate, review, subscribe, get your smack the like button. Yes, smack the like button, leave positive reviews, get subscribe. some Three Daughters beer, buy some shoes on eBay, and we'll catch you guys next week. On the flippity flop. Mm-hmm. Or- Go back. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.